Welcome to Monsters Conquer the World! This is a podcast where we yak about monster stuff. A lot of times that means kaiju movies, but this time we're getting a little more spooky. We're digging up La Llorona and her big starring role, 2019's The Curse of La Llorona. I'm psyched about this episode because we've got a super special guest, our good friend Richard, who actually grew up with stories of La Llorona. Uh, Ralph interviews Richard about that, and then I was able to join the discussion a little later. And you might notice some differences in audio quality because, uh, because of our schedules. This episode is a couple different segments sort of stitched together. Like a spooky Frankenstein monster. Uh, But before La Llorona gives us oversized lollipops and propeller beanies to try and trick heaven into believing we're her kids, we gotta give a blood-curdling, wailing shout-out to our patrons, who are famously a bunch of goddamn sexual tyrannosauruses! The story I heard, it, it varies a little bit, but the story I heard when I was growing up was anybody, not just kids. So, if she catches you out at night, usually near a river and a lake. With us, it was a river just because my grandma, her house was near a river. And they obviously didn't want the kids out by the river at night. So, they would tell you that she would walk the the river and you would know her because she was wearing a long flowing white dress. And she would seem to float instead of walk. Yeah. And you would hear her closer when she was further away and when she was closer to you she would sound far away well that so you wouldn't hear her at all if she was right next to you well yeah or you would hear her in the distance if she was right next to you um and at that point it was uh make like scooby-doo and like run as fast as you can and so that was the story and the story was like so it was very generic it was uh she had a couple of kids uh she ends up drowning them, and either she felt so guilty that she drowned herself, okay. or uh, the story that we were told was that she looked, while she was alive, she looked through all the rivers looking for her kids, and eventually died looking for them, and then got to heaven, and heaven wouldn't let her in until she found her kids, so she was basically stuck in purgatory, and so if she saw anybody, she would drag them into the river and drown them. Wow. And, and that's two versions of the same story, or that's the 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 one I heard was that that one that she just kind of kept looking for her kids and eventually died looking for them and was denied entry into heaven. Then uh, <laughs> you know she's basically stuck on earth looking for her kids, and yeah. that she could take anybody, not ne- not just necessarily kids. Um, and then it gets depending on who in my family was telling me the story was either romanticized or made scarier. Okay. So, I have an uncle who used to, uh, I doubt he did this, but when I was a kid, he told me he would play his guitar over by the river, and that every once in a while, he'd see her across the river walking, and that was his sign that it was time for him to go home. (laughs) Now, I've seen plenty of movies. I'm sure people walk to the river and play the guitar by themselves. All the time. (laughs) All the time. Yeah. It happens, I'm sure, all the time. Um, and that was his story, and that's how he knew it was time to head home. Uh, but then there was the story of people who were running late, you know, running home late, yeah. and saw the Yorona and had really run home, you know, or they saw her in the distance and decided to go a different route, uh, things like that. And it, 
served its purpose well while we were in Mexico because my grandma's house was on the road to the river. It was probably one of the closest houses on the way to the river. And before you got to the river on the road, there were, I want to say swamps, there was a forest, and then you got to the river. Okay. So they didn't want you playing anywhere in the water because you could go to any body of water. They wouldn't necessarily just the river. So right. they wanted to keep you out of the swamps, keep you out of the woods, and you know, right. keep you out of the river. When I heard it, when you told me, uh, I, I uh, immediately thought, oh, that's just parenting technique, I guess. Yeah. Like, whereas, like, if you compared it to Bloody Mary, that's not at all useful. It's just right. like, oh, if you go and look in the mirror and say her name, she comes, and it's like, I guess it's Candyman too, right? Yeah. But, like, what is the point of that? You know? Yeah, and and I guess like when I look back on it now, don't it, poop in the dark. <laughs> yeah, don't or turn the lights on. Don't, what are you doing? Don't in leave there? the lights on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and don't say Bloody Mary while you're in there. Yeah, why are you saying Bloody Mary? Yeah, you're weird. <laughs> so the funny thing was, is growing up, I always thought like, oh, it must just be a story for us because my grandma's house was right by, literally just right down the street from the river. And then you realize, no, like all of Mexico knows this story whether you grew up in the city or not yeah. so you didn't have to grow up near the river to hear about La Llorona just about every uh, Hispanic person I've ever run into I'm pretty sure I could ask and they know exactly who you were talking about and when you when you say everybody knows the story but and I'm sure some people believe it to a degree but like I, I don't I don't know is it just like something people tell each other sometimes it's just like yeah, it's one of those oh, things where, like, maybe me and you figure. are, maybe me and you are walking out late at night, um, and we see something in the distance, and uh, scares the crap out of us. So we say, "Hey, man, I think that's like I don't know there. We should go a different route." You know? <laughs> okay. Or you hear it's something like in joke. the distance, yeah, yeah, but not really because you you'll change your behavior based on that. It's an urban legend, but you will. You still kind of believe it. You still kind of yeah. believe it. It's so easy to like fall into that. Uh, I, I mean, I think in general, like no matter what it is, like you can kind of believe anything if you're in a, under a little bit of stress. Yeah, you know, or if you're if you're young enough, you know, which is when <clears throat> we were all told the stories when you were young, and when you were young, you believed everything. Yeah. So none of us ever went to the river at night, ever. When you were kids. When we were kids, when we were teenagers yeah. out there, we just we knew that if you went to the river. Uh, like, you don't know I get you. And right. there was nothing that was worth the risk of running into her. Regardless of whether it made sense or not, you were just like, well, there's no point in testing that. Right. Why? Why? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so it's funny that you don't think about it. Like, being like a kid from the States, like where we grew up, yeah. there was a river, but it was but the Alley River. But you don't think of it as the No, no, it's definitely not like It's only when you're visiting in Mexico. Yeah. Really, you're like, oh. And you're not scared of her stateside. At least I wasn't. You know, you just it would. And it was something that you kind of look forward to when you would go to Mexico. Was all the spooky stories and things that would go on over there because it almost felt like it only happened there. That's why I asked about um, maybe there are some. Do people? I don't know. Maybe people believe in it more, or maybe people just talk about it more. Like where it's like sort of a collective. Um, a collective uh, belief rather than like a personal belief, you know, like um, yeah, like this sort of uh, 
as hard to explain, I guess, but like you might not personally believe in La Llorona, but enough people around you kind of believe in La Llorona that like you're like, well, yeah, let's just stay away anyway. Yeah, there's yeah. no point in trying to test that out. It's um, yeah, but here maybe like where people here say like if you flash your high beams at somebody, if somebody's driving with their lights off, uh huh, and you flash your high beams at them, it might be a gang initiation and they'll follow you and murder you. Where you know that's there are so many stories. Where you know that like probably that never has here. happened, or or maybe it's happened, but not enough to warn everybody that that's what happens. And right, but, but people believe it. And some, it's I'll enough say, collective a, belief. Yeah, and you'll that, think twice. Should yeah. I? Should I flash my eye at that guy? Because what if it's a gang initiation? Right. <laughs> so, so it's and then stupid. Just like I'm sorry. No, it is. <laughs> but but it's like that mentality of like like you said. It's many people believe it, and you're like, well, you know, better safe than sorry. Right. And so another thing was. When you get together with your family, so we didn't see our cousins a lot. Obviously, they were on the other side of the border. We only saw them maybe once or twice a year. It was kind of a fun thing to do when you were with a whole group of cousins that were right around the same age as you was you all would scare each other. And there's nothing easier to scare you out there. That would be something like La Llorona or one of the other stories that they would tell. And, you know, the whole room full of kids is creeped out by La Llorona, you're creeped out by La Llorona, so you're not. They'd be like, I dare you to go outside and go looking for her. And you're right. not going to go do that, even though you know it's not real. I, I'm trying to think. I know that we did that. We're just like, we're, yeah, you just dare each other enough, and, yeah. you, and you, your blood gets worked up enough where you're just like, ah, yeah. I don't I don't want to do it. It's like stuff at camp or whatever where they're yeah. just like, I dare you to go out in the woods. Uh, yeah. And like, I don't know, Blair Witch was a thing. Yeah. At the time that I would have been doing that stuff. And it's like, of course I don't believe in the Blair fucking bitch. <laughs> and we live in Michigan. Yeah. But there are three kids around me going, go! Go out! Go I dare you! I dare you! Yeah. I dare you! And I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Well, And then you've also been conditioned by uh, by scary movies that you're going to be like... This is not going to happen to me. I'll be right back. Yeah. And that year, the one they did, well, now it's going to happen to me. The dumber you act walking (laughs) out the door, the more likely you are to get, like, just your head cut off. And it's funny that you say camp, because we, like, not necessarily, I don't want to speak collectively for my people, but, like, my family, we didn't... Of course, we're not here for that. But my family, we didn't really do a lot of camping, but we did do a lot of traveling to Mexico. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is you usually did it because there was a need. So a family member would pass or a family member was in the hospital and we'd all go out there. Well, to us city kids, going to Mexico was camping. Right. Uh, We had... That's like up north here. Yeah, exactly. You know, not everybody had running water, but it was... All the kids would come out together... So they would they would know we were coming. So even kids who maybe were from out of town would come into town, and we'd all get together to just kind of hang out yeah. and do stupid kid stuff. And so that was one of the stupid kid things to do was they try to scare us with local ghost stories, and we try to you know yeah. and, and fit in. Even in Michigan, there are way more ghost stories. Um, the farther north you go, there are more ghost stories than like you would ever see down here. And down here, it's like you said. Like gang myths that yeah. like are just absurd. Um, we're talking to you because you have personal experience with this story. Yeah, and it's funny because it's one of those things where you almost like you don't think anybody's gonna make 
a movie about La Llorona. Like, just like you... It's really thin. Yeah. Kind of thin story. (laughs) And it is. Even, even I I think I told you, I did some research just to kind of wrap my head around it because it does sound like a really simple story. But there was... I did some research and apparently you can go back to the Aztecs. And the Aztecs had one of the goddesses who foretold the, Mm. uh, you know, the the, the fall of their civilization. And it was a, a goddess who was... Who would dress in white and would wail about her children, and it was, you know, she was, it was like impending doom, like she was foretelling war. And her name wasn't La Llorona, but it was a lady in white who was weeping. So, it's the same thing. You, yeah, you can kind of trace it back, and it's probably just a story that's been rehashed and rehashed. And then, so she didn't drown her kids originally? Either? Not in that story. In that story, she was a goddess, like one of the ten Aztec goddesses who. So it could have been like an adaptation that like parents did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or a story that they yeah. heard, you know, when they were kids. Except it was they 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 used it to keep kids inside, right? And I guess that makes sense because of the the name being so minimal, like the weeping, the weeping woman. Like, yeah, it's just like uh, I don't know, an old school like legendary kind of name. Well, the the funny thing is, like once you start getting into some of like the uh, the Mexican urban myths and like ghost stories they get a little ridiculous there's La Llorona, who's the weeping woman yeah who drowned her children and now is coming to look for you because she's looking for more children yeah and then there's a not to completely veer off course but there's a, please do <laughs> there's there's what they call the mano peluda which okay. sounds sounds kind of scary and then you, it really just translates into the hairy hand the hairy hand the hairy hand is gonna get you what does the hairy hand do? There's, it's, from what I understand, there's zero backstory other than it's a scary hairy hand that's going to get you. It's just a hairy hand. Yep, it'll Not come, attached to a body. Not attached to a body. It might come out from the side of your bed to grab your legs as they dangle off the bed. Uh, you might be going into a dark closet to go turn the light on and the, the mano peluda is going to get you. That's just enough to to scare me, actually. Yeah. Like, any kind of like myth that fits into you, like you're art, you got already got fears, yeah, like of just the dark or or something grabbing quiet. you unseen, yeah, yeah. But there's literally like no backstory to that other than it's hairy a hairy hand. hand. Yeah, what more that, do you need? <laughs> um, and so yeah, so the, the, even the ghost stories that they would tell you didn't really have a lot of depth to them. So um, it just. Like you said, it was like a collective thing. There was just enough of us thinking about it that yeah. we thought it was creepy. And maybe there was a story. Right. But it was long enough ago. Like you said, if if, if Yorona was the Aztecs, we'll never know yeah. what that actually was. So if, maybe the hairy hand goes back even farther. <laughs> like the first person with a hairy hand ever. Yeah. And it's just been passed down through Although hum- it'd be humanity. scarier if there's a first person without hair on their hand, it would probably be scarier then because everybody's that's probably true. had hair on their hands. Yes, the pink. The pink hand. <laughs> and um, that's the thing, like, I'm an adult, but if I was in my room and about to flip the lights on and a hairy hand reached out to grab me, I'd probably shit my pants. I'm like, there shouldn't be a hairy hand in the closet. No, that shouldn't be. No, it doesn't belong there. <laughs> Some people, yes. Yeah. Very few, though. Well, other than my own. Yeah, it shouldn't be another hairy hand other yeah. than my own. Right, but yeah, just simple things like, but you know, as a kid, just have to remind myself to throw away my hand collection. When I <laughs> well, just the hairy ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, what were you gonna say? Um, but yeah, I, I I thought it was really interesting that there was actually 
that it went back that far, that there was actually like a story that kind of matched at least the description and the fact that she wailed, you know, back in the Aztec, Aztec days, or stories, Aztec stories. I was like, wow. And here I thought it was just a silly story that somebody told us to keep us from going outside at night. But yeah, so we would go visit and they would tell us the, uh, the La Llorona story. You would keep her in mind whenever you were outside. And there's plenty. It didn't keep you. Really, technically, didn't really keep you from going outside at night. It just kept you from going to scary places at night. Yeah, it's like, well, like I said, it's it's just enough. Yeah. Where like you're not gonna do anything too stupid, and I I don't know. There's a lot of uh, value in that. Yeah. There's a lot of like, it's kind of weird when well, I think about like kind of manipulative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. Well, even if it was just like a because we grew up, and I'm sure everybody does. Like we all teased each other. And so that was like our pastime in Mexico at night was you were all indoors. Yeah. So it was like, well, let's try to scare each other. Yeah. And uh, creep each other out. And someone would plant the La Llorona bug in your ear. And then you probably wouldn't talk about it for the rest of the night. But then one of my older cousins would get up to use the restroom in the middle of the night. And on the way back, he thought it would be a great idea. To go find a sheet or something. Oh, Next no. thing you know, you're sleeping and you hear somebody in the in the hallway, talk, you know, crying for her kids. I'm yeah. hijos. And you're like, holy shit. For a second, <laughs> yeah. you piss yourself. Yeah. <laughs> because it just like your brain doesn't further. It doesn't separate. It takes a second for you to really process. Right. What might be real and what isn't. And I think I told you the other day when we were watching it. So we watched we watched the movie, and mm-hmm. I went and all the lights were out in the house, and I went upstairs. Be- my dog yeah. Bella was upstairs with me. I went in the restroom, and she immediately came downstairs. So I was upstairs by myself, staring at the shower curtain that was closed, and I could have sworn I heard water dripping. Yeah, and I knew the other one was in back there, but I looked. You had checked, <laughs> but I looked. That's like scary movies. Sort of just are that stand-in now for like campfire. Tales and, yeah. and like yeah, there, there's been a couple movies uh, as an adult, thirty five year old, where yeah. I like <laughs> I check behind the shower too. Yeah, I, I the other night I was tempted. I can't remember what I watched even, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Matt to get here and um, we can talk about the movie more. Yeah, because I had a lot of feelings about the actual yeah movie I'm... and the the, her, the portrayal of her. One of the things that I, I, I thought about like when we were talking about talking about personal experiences with La Llorona was why wasn't I scared back home in the States? It just didn't make yeah. sense that she would be walking the streets of L.A., you know, wailing for her kids. Because no, there's far scarier things on the streets of L.A. Yeah. Than, than La Llorona. And so you would just... It never dawned on you. You never thought about her when you were a stateside. Maybe she hadn't gotten her passport yet. I don't know what the deal was, but you know, she yeah. she stayed on that side of the border and you would only think about her when you went into Mexico. We couldn't like me me and my sister and my brother used to uh scare the crap out of each other all the time. Never did we think we were in the house about La Llorona because we thought, well that's dumb. Why would she be here? And not only that, when you went when you went to Mexico to visit all your family, everybody, not just La Llorona, but all the other different stories, everybody had a fantastic, scary story about something. Built up that they Built. like thought about when it, when they're not around. Yeah, and then almost like they were waiting for you to come 
just to tell you the yeah. story about can't it. wait till next year yeah. yeah and you would think about things like that and so you would go and as a kid you'd be like oh i can't wait to because it's just like a campfire just like you said i can't wait till this, we tell scary stories yeah and there are definitely like you know we we would literally have like a a dozen or more kids in one room all sleeping on uh you know we pull beds in the room and we'd all kind of lay around and tell scary stories and fall asleep doing that or um at one time they they made up the excuse i said a cousin of mine named juan who was probably the scariest cat in the bunch Mm -hmm. that lived in mexico and i was probably the scariest cat in the bunch that lived in the states (laughs) so they had us all over at my aunt's house and uh, in the middle of the night they decided wait a minute nobody's watching grandma's house everybody's here so we need somebody to go watch grandma's house so they nominated the two scaredy cats to go to grandma's house they give us the keys Uh they said go to grandma's house you guys spend the night there but just make sure nobody's messing with the animals or anything like that yeah you two guys yeah. Seem like you could handle this. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys are a responsible <laughs> duo. You wouldn't run screaming if you heard a, a, a right. mouse. So uh, it wasn't just the fact that we were going to stay at my grandma's house alone. It was we had a walk there at night. <laughs> and it's my the, the town that my, my mom came from isn't a big town, but there's not a lot. It's not like stateside where the streetlights everywhere. Yeah. And so you're literally making making out the terrain by moonlight. And so you see things move, and you see you hear things, and so the whole time me and my cousin are going to my grandma's house, and we're thinking, just get there the quickest way possible. Yeah. If you hear a noise, you didn't hear. You just keep moving. So that's how we went. We went all the way to my grandma's house, got in my grandma's house, checked on the animals, locked all the doors, slept in the same room, and we're like, all right, let's go to sleep and get this night over with. And no, no, I say we're probably asleep within five or ten minutes. And we start hearing noises in the backyard. You know, you start hearing knocking, and it almost feels like people are moving around back there. And you're thinking, it's the animals. It's just the animals yeah. back there. And then you start hearing the doorknobs turn. And you're thinking, God, my imagination fucking really does a great job. Because it sounds like there's people outside of the door. And all of a sudden, all the doors start banging around the windows are banging around you realize the whole family had followed you the whole way over just to fuck with you when you got there because they knew you were going to shit your pants the minute that they did and part of that is like well which one is it is it La Llorona is yeah. it the, the fucking hairy hand like you don't know which one it is but it's out there oh there's so many options yeah there's yeah. so many options yeah and there's so many weird stories and it's not just like scary stories my aunt told me a story that she once was walking out um out in the field somewhere, and she saw a flaming pig. Flaming <laughs> pig. A flaming pig. And so she started walking towards it, and by the time she got there, it disappeared. But the, uh, she had uh, dug where she thought she saw the flaming pig and found some gold. Okay. So Where'd the gold go? It, it came, I don't know where it came from, but it was in the ground. It was a stash of gold coins. Okay. So somebody had buried it there, but she, the flaming pig was the sign that she should go, she should go dig in there. So did she spend the gold? Is that's what I'm oh, saying? Oh yeah, yeah. She was. It was. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, I found it. It's just gone. Yeah, yeah. And then it was. Then it was like, oh well, wait a minute. Yeah, like I remember when we were out in the fields, we would see a flame or something. You'd go see what it was, and you wouldn't mm. find it. And then it becomes a story that if you ever see a flame out somewhere, 
and you go to find it and it's not there anymore, that means that there's buried money somewhere. Okay. Which makes sense if I was camping out, but maybe I robbed the bank and I was fleeing yeah. fleeing the police and I was uh, had a campfire somewhere and well, I'm going to bury my pot of gold here. And then kill the fire. And kill the fire and then uh, come back for it another day. Yeah. So... No but smoke, though. No smoke, yeah. But they would say, you know, to it was like a supernatural thing. If you saw a flame, you went okay. to it because there might be a there might there might be gold there. There maybe it wasn't a flame that was lit that night. Maybe it's a ghost flame from years ago or something. That is wild. Yeah, but that's the thing is that so then you're conditioned to believe all these crazy, yeah, spooky stories. So you just think that just happens out here. Yeah, is there like there's just a big pile of stories and you don't believe in any of them really, but there's enough of them that like, well, maybe one. Yeah. I mean, one so- kind of sounds And I never plausible I never, to you. I never went looking for flaming uh pots of gold, but I also never went near the river at night. So right. <laughs> you know, so you're well, I don't believe it, but uh, but yeah, that's how we got familiar with La Llorona growing up. And like I said, just about every Hispanic kid that I know, just about every Mexican kid, I'll say that, that I know, or Mexican person growing up heard the story at one point of La Llorona. Yeah. They might have had different origin stories, uh, but it was all basically the same. She drowned her kids, and now she's coming to drown you. So now when Matt gets here, we'll talk about Linda Cardellini. Because <laughs> for some reason they cast Linda Cardellini. Anyway, I'll hit the the thingy here. you to hear it it's and i want a real reaction and i've hyped it up too much so you guys are going to be real disappointed <laughs> when you actually hear it but well, i'm trying that's, to that's I'm, the I'm, fucking gamble i'm going to work up the the reaction no 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 don't get it no i want the real shit don't give me a fake reaction i want that realness walking in the door segment yeah Ooh. oh it's matt oh yeah they have the the stock yeah. applause and the yeah. woo. And then I say my catchphrase, which is, I don't have a catchphrase. That's enough! That's (laughs) enough! We got the juice! I just gave you my catchphrase. Oh, that's a good one. No, I mean, it just seemed like something I would say and something you would never say. You would never say, that's enough! Yeah, no, that is. That's very on brand for you, Ralph. Yeah, for me. I like that. Yeah, that's a very Ralph catchphrase. I say that's enough. All the time. You have children, so yeah, yeah it's almost like you're never not saying No, I mean, that. to me, myself. <laughs> you're telling yourself this is That's enough. enough. Ah. Too much thinking, too much bullshit. Well, shit, it went, now it went from catchphrase to, like, self-help philosophy. <laughs> well, that's, no, well, okay, but that's, you know yeah, yeah. All, how all catchphrases in shows just start as a line in the show, and then they just catch on? Right, yeah. And then, I guess, over time, they start, they made it, like... They were too aware that catchphrases were happening, so they yeah. were like, this is going to be the catchphrase. Right. But that's, that's, 
if I say that's enough, which I say to myself all the time, mm-hmm. in a that's enough. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a catchphrase. Like, like I feel like I'm watching TGIF right yeah. now. Yeah. How weird it, I love Urkel. I'll just say this. I fucking love Steve Urkel. I always yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, he's a nerd. He's fun. I like him a lot. He's got and he's got, you know, several catchphrases. But I've been thinking recently about how fucking weird it is that one of his catchphrases is Got any cheese? That is weird. Like, he just rolls into your house and asks you for food? It's not even good. I didn't even know that was a catchphrase. Yeah, it's fucking weird, right? He's got a bunch of catchphrases. Yeah. He's got many. I mean, the the banger is, did I do that? Like, that's a classic, and it makes sense in context. It does make sense. But Dude Man will just roll into his neighbor's house and ask them for a specific, but not too specific, food item. Yeah. Got any cheese. How strange! Plus, it's not even that specific where it's like... Exactly. Almost Sugar. certainly they have cheese. They live <laughs> right. in America. Right. Here's here's the, the can of uh, dust parmesan, Irks. Right. Because you asked for cheese but cheese didn't specify. Everywhere. Right. It's, it's Velveeta I was looking for. Yeah. Here, here's a yeah. hunk of Velveeta. Here's a craft single, you fucking psycho. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so but still, I love her. We, we were talking about La Llorona. And we, were. we were. I yeah. love that. Now, now what I want to see is a La Llorona Urkel fucking crossover. Well, yeah. I mean, what is La Llorona but a very <laughs> weird and aggressive Urkel? Because yeah. it's a person you can't get rid of. Yeah. And whereas Urkel comes for your cheese, La Llorona comes for your children, which start with the same sound. Yeah. And she's got a catchphrase. And she, what's her catchphrase? Uh, I miss Eagles, which is "Oh my children." Oh, that's right. I did a, I did a little La Llorona research. Yeah, uh, there's some, did oh, you my see, children. Did you, oh, so, my children. Did you guys talk about the historical figure that kind of, sort of, we did not paralleled mention, We did not La mention a, a specific historical figure, I don't think. But so, we, we talked a little about the Aztec. The Aztecs had a myth. Had a myth that was like... Oh. What's the myth? Well, apparently she was one of the ten gods that foretold of... The ruin of the Aztec Empire. Fuck so, yeah, dude. And then it was weird, though, because I didn't know about this until so I started re- researching, was she's a white lady who wails. <laughs> or she's dressed in white, not a white lady. Oh, but, sure, sure. Oh, it's no. not caring. Right. A white lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not caring with her haircut coming to speak to your manager. Oh, no. It's a lady in white who, right. who wails and cries for her children. And it's it's... You're supposed to be uh, careful because it's like impending doom. She, there could be war coming. Or what they say was like the the fall of the Aztecs. She's, she's like a bad omen. omen. She's a bad omen. Yeah, she's nice. a bad omen and she's evil. Right. But there was enough similarities there where I was like, I could see where they kind of got the bones for the Ayorona story. Yeah. Just from that. Take this mm-hmm. figure and kind of turn it into yeah. this fucking excellent ghost story. Yeah. All the stuff I read about La Llorona was. A lot cooler than the movie. Like I liked the movie just fine, yeah. but it was kind of by the numbers. And like I, I, Ralph, I think you said that towards the end, it felt like the writers were just like, oh, "I guess we got to end it. Here we go." Yeah, how do we yeah. end it? I don't know. Yeah, they killed whatever. They, uh, do we want to just get into spoilers? Uh. I mean, that's the thing about this movie is there's not much to spoil it's, because yeah. you can just it's a predict movie. what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um. What was the historical figure, and oh, then we'll talk about the movie. So, well, in, in Richard, you mentioned the Aztecs, and so this is in that era, sort of. So there was a woman named, uh, or she went by the name La Malinche, 
I'm probably saying it wrong. La Malin Chan. But yeah. yeah. Um, and so she played a key role in the Spanish conquest of the Aztec Empire. She was basically an interpreter and advisor for Cortez. And uh, she hooked up with Cortez, had a baby by Cortez, and then Cortez said, deuces, I'm going to get with this Spanish lady now. And so the historical figure is missing, you know, she she didn't go on a baby-killing rampage or any of that shit, but she did sell out her own fucking country basically for nothing, so that's kind of a gruesome betrayal. That's and really I thought that interesting. Was, yeah. Uh, and La, yeah. La Malinche yeah. might have been a real person that this actually happened, because she's a historical figure, and she might have just had the story attached to her because basically mm-hmm. she was a traitor. So yeah. now yeah. we're going to put this story that paints her in a really horrible light because she was obviously a very horrible person. Right. Yeah. And so... Yeah, she yeah, conquered. So, she so she's conquered now Mariah. You know, now now all of Mexico remi- remembers her as a traitor and as a, this ghost who drowns children. Yeah, right, right. You know, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Painted her in a pretty uh, brutal way. But um, yeah. hey, are you guys ready for this? The great oh. goof I cooked up about La Llorona? I am. Okay, get ready, guys. And I want an honest reaction. If it sucks, I need to know. But I was pretty happy about this. But I came. So I came up with this. But as I came up with it, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fun. But I was also like, I bet somebody else has done this. You ready? I hate it. I hate it. You laugh, though. Only because I'm so embarrassed. There's got to be a shitty weird Al out there who's done that, right? I guarantee you that that's a thing. Good. Yeah. It's just... How could it not be? Right, right. I'm like, this is too perfect. Yeah. This is like when uh, when my buddy Jeff came up with Urethra Franklin. Like, someone has to have done that first. Yeah. Urethra? Yeah. Yes. It's too good. But yeah, I, I did a little research myself just as I was like, I was telling Ralph, the story of La Llorona is actually very simple, at least with my personal story of La Llorona, which is basically, I was comparing her to the Bloody Mary story. Yeah, yep. Which is, how much backstory do you know about Bloody Mary? Now, is she... Wasn't she also a historical figure, or am I getting my wires crossed? That's, I don't know anything about Bloody Mary, so we were just... It's like Mary, Queen of Scots, right? And she got decapped or something. But why would she come back when you look in the mirror? And then then she was supposed to have, like, bloody eyes or something, Yeah. We should have done the research before. And then she... Yeah, I didn't didn't even think to do that. But it's kind of of a good thing you didn't, though, because if you really think about the story of Bloody Mary as you were growing up, there was never a backstory, really. That's... Yeah. It was just... That's just what happens when you go in the restroom and you look at the mirror with the lights off and you say, Bloody Mary, X amount of times. Yeah. Yep. She'll come out. Well, La Llorona is just as... There's a little more backstory. She drowned her kids... I was telling her there's two different versions. She was either looking for her kids until she died and then went to heaven and heaven wants to get the fuck out of here and go back there for eternity. Now she's looking for her kids for eternity and if she finds anybody, in my story was man, woman, or child, she'll drag you and drown you. So it doesn't matter if you're a kid or not. Right. Anybody who sees her is in danger. Okay. So, uh, but that's about it. Like, she drowned her kids, she can't go to heaven, so she's doomed to roam the earth looking for her their yeah. children. And that's where and the that's movie it. that's where the movie starts. It's 1673, she drowned their children. And then we go to 1973. And that's almost where you were saying that they didn't is that the movie itself seemed kind of simple and it's almost like they took 
just like the, not even like the real history, but just like the urban legend of La Llorona, which isn't, which you're not going to find in a book. It's just something people keep telling you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a like whole tradition. So it's not really detailed. It's vague. The story may change a little bit, but that's basically it. Like the, I think that's the one thing that the movie did get right is they didn't try going to the Aztec times to get this backstory of, you know, how it oh, right. come from so far behind. Or maybe it was a La Malincha. Like, nope, it was just some lady back in the day. Who was in love with some dude, drowned her kids. Well, there's more mystery that way. Yeah. To you. Well, then, like, I mean, you really don't want to know much about any monster. Yeah. I, I think. Like, our, I, I think we've said it a bunch of times on the show. Like, it, no one needs to know what Michael Myers is. Yeah. The more you know, the less scary it is. Because and then, then you can get a handle on it. And now the movie, though, because they were so vague about it, fits the story I heard growing up. Mm-hmm. Which is what I was telling you guys. I almost felt like I had a little bit more of an interest in the movie because... It was a story I grew up with, so I was able to forgive, I feel, a lot that you normally wouldn't on a scary movie. Yeah. And so I feel like I was able to not think about, oh, this is a bad, scary movie, or, oh, you know, this this was not a good thing. And I, I thought, yeah. this, is a re- this is a telling of a story that I never saw in real life. Like, it's, it's always been in my imagination, which is something that... I, I know it's a sore subject for some of us in the room, but like the Marvel movies? Yeah. <laughs> like something something I read when I was a kid, now materializing in real life, so yeah. it kind of, it, it, it geeks me out. So it's this powerful. movie, even though the movie was scary, it's a horror movie, it geeked me out watching stuff that I only imagined happen. Yeah. I and, think the Marvel movies for me is the comics that I read when I was growing up were not whatever the fuck they were showing on the screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I anyway, mean, yeah. <laughs> so let's other move on. <laughs> that yeah, so is some bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to talk. About. Uh-oh. Did um, but this movie I think was okay. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad. Oh, I don't think it was bad. It's at all, not. Though. Yeah, I would agree. It's not bad. It just the I for me the first half they they did a really good job of building atmosphere and mood and. The first half was strong, and then the second half, they're kind of like, what do we do? I don't know. Let's do the Kmart version of The Exorcist. Yeah, Call it yeah, a day. Right, exactly. Like, like, oh, he comes over, and he lights some candles. Yeah. And, uh, and well, it doesn't work out, and then later it works out. Well, here's the Like, thing. I'm cool with spoilers <laughs> with this, because it's like, what? You, you've seen this movie a bunch of times. But here's right. another thing that I th- thought was interesting, was you guys watched the movie uh, with maybe little to no knowledge of like certain things that were happening in the movie that to me I was like oh that's weird that they're showing that because that's real or that happened it comes from a real tradition it comes from a real tradition so there were certain things that they were doing in the movie that I was like I'm uh, glad they did that was the the exorcist type dude yeah yeah, so the exorcist type dude so now that's not part yeah he's not part of it's they call him a curandero and he's not really part of the La Llorona story but when you're talking about like like urban legends and myths and superstitions, he plays a huge part in at least the Hispanic community I grew up with. Um, just in general, they're almost I won't say as important as priests, but that's just because you know we're all raised Catholics and it's sacrilegious to say anybody's more important than priests. <laughs> but he plays just as big a part if you believe in it, because um, yeah. it's I mean it's almost sacrilegious to believe in them because it's almost like voodoo. Yeah, it's so you really you, you know you're, you're it's sort of this parallel thing yeah. to the there's the capital F faith and then there's this kind of other yeah and, side street and you have people who are lifelong Catholics diehard Catholics who also believe in that though it's kind of the difference between 
um, the uh, powerful myth that the powerful want to use on you versus just what people make up. Yeah. You know, whatever they come up with on their own. Yeah. So that has to be the side street that the shaman lives on. Yeah. And the church being the fucking Catholic church. And there was so, this monolithic yeah. establishment. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was, and I haven't seen Annabelle, but I thought it was funny that they kind of mentioned that to try to tie her in with the universe at one point. I'm not sure how far we're skipping there. Well, uh, the, skip there was also, there, there was the doll, and then I, I didn't realize this watching it, but I did, I read up on it a little bit. The priest that uh, directs them to the shaman is also, he showed up in one of the Conjuring movies too. Yeah, so it's all part of the Conjuring universe. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And, but yeah, it was funny because I was like, I think you're right, the first half hooked me. I was in. It was strong. Yeah. Yeah. It, was re- it started off really well. She looks really good. Yeah. The, the, the monster, like, you know, she, I guess she's a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But every time she was doing anything and she, it looked amazing to me, I was actually scared. Yeah, there was, It's. I think it's all part of our, like, fight, fight or flight response yeah uh, one for the most part I was like run like get, get the fuck out of there run like <laughs> yeah you know, they're like you know you have to obviously suspend your belief a little bit like when the kids are like walking around after they've been split up with the mom and they're just kind of like hey we know the Yorona's after us but let's just walk around this empty fucking hallway right with nobody like I was like get the fuck out of there right like, like you spent how long fully terrified yeah of this person well now that that's an interesting point when I, because you guys are talking about the uh, the kids that get separated from their mom at yeah. the beginning, right, and yep. get put in like foster care, right? Linda Cardellini being a social worker yes. who uh, went to someone's house, uh, and it clearly looked like child abuse because yes. uh, she had them locked up. But you find out that she was sheltering them from La Llorona. Uh So what happens is the kids get separated from their mom. The mother is super fucking pissed. The kids end up dying uh, while in care, uh, and then the mom, uh, whose children died, basically puts the curse of La Llorona onto Linda Cardellini and says, well, I hope she takes your kids and gives mine back. I want to I do a baby swap. Yeah, yeah. baby swap. <laughs> well, I just wanted that out in the open so that everyone knows where we are, because no, that is all of the plot. That's, that's pretty it. much it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then spooky shit happens. And right. the funny thing is, in that, in that span of, I don't know how many minutes that was, I, I lost track of time watching it but there's like certain things that kind of caught my eye so when they go into the lady's apartment and on the closet door she's got all the eyes yeah painted on the door yeah uh that's obviously to ward off evil spirits and so she's got them locked in there so she can't physically take them so la llorona has to physically take you you know however that may be and there, there are many rules of what she could and couldn't do throughout the movies but that's one of them she can't get past the locked door okay. right? and so I thought that was interesting because the eye is a big symbol not just in Hispanic culture but in other cultures all as over, well yeah. um, and then there's the process that once she takes the kids that the lady prays to La Llorona to take her kids away and a lot of like you know we were talking about the curandero the, the, the shaman a lot of that sort of voodoo stuff that they do there's people who will put a hex on you by going to somebody like him. So he's not just a good guy. He's a bad... He could be a bad he's guy. He's kind of a free agent. Yeah. Yeah. He could so swing whichever way. Maybe you like this lady who's married. 
and her husband's a you know, speed bump, and you want him out of the way, <laughs> you go to the shaman and you tell him, hey, I love this lady, but she's got a husband. I know that she says she prayed and prayed yeah. in the movie, the, the lady who got her kids taken away. Prayed for La Llorona. To yeah. It kind of would have been cooler if she went to the shaman. Yeah. And the shaman put the curse of La Llorona onto this woman oh, and then had to get rid sides. of her. That would actually be really fucking That's cool. something a yeah. smarter movie would have done. Yeah. It's not a dumb movie, <laughs> no, but it's no, like it, middle of the road. It's, yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. It would have made it more interesting other than I just prayed to her and she came. Right. It, it's, I mean, it's very quick. And it looks like, I don't know, it's too simple. It's like yeah. this one woman had, uh, like, took revenge, uh, whereas it could have been muddied a bit and more interesting. And then it would have made the dynamic between the shaman and La Llorona a yeah. little more interesting. Especially when he's like, uses them as bait. Yeah. Because he's obviously showing that he has more interest. Well, no, he wants to get rid of her. I yeah. Mean, it's, yeah. Not, it's not totally, like, uh, cynical, but, like, he does sort of betray them in a small way by using them as bait. Yeah, he yeah. uses them as They as wouldn't bait. have agreed otherwise. So. The, the end, you know, the end and the justifying yeah. the means, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would have done the same. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't give up the <laughs> kid, kid too? Just, yeah. But, no. yeah, oh, I was going to say, I, one thing that uh, was interesting to me is that a lot of, in the movie, a lot of La Llorona's powers seem maybe not ill-defined, but, like, some are obvious, like the burning touch, like they're very clear, like this is a thing that she does. But I, we were talking a, a minute ago about like, why the fuck is this kid wandering down the hall when he knows that La Llorona's after him? And I thought, I, to me, I, I read that as she has some kind of hypnotic power, like she can get in your head and make you do yeah. shit. Like when the mom shows up, the, the crazy mom yeah. shows up at the end with a gun. That was, yeah. that, I was fucking dying. I'm like, oh, what a twist. Now that I'm now that we're talking about it a little bit though, they did say uh, once you, once she touches you, she can control you or yeah. something. She, that yeah, right? that's what happens to the little girl. Yeah, you know, that happens the later movie. to her with the yeah, yeah with the doll and yeah and, and luring but, her outside. So and, potentially think, she was controlling those two kids that got killed. Or at least the one that that the one that sleepwalked out. Yeah. So, so yeah. and then his little brother was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, nothing. You know, just being super possessed by La Llorona. Yeah, no yeah. big deal." And then it, and apparently she could change the color of lights in hallways too while you're at it. Yeah, no, and, and, well, it's LEDs, yeah. you know. Ghost powers. Yeah. I, I I chalk that up to a, a, a <laughs> generic and not super well defined suite of superpowers that I call ghost powers. Like, well, why can Beetlejuice turn into a giant snake? Ah, fuck it, ghost, ghost powers. powers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the least I, I think this is more likely that she had Google Home. What's that? Oh, she oh, probably yeah. had Google Home. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I thought she was scary enough, but there was. Uh, what I was talking about earlier about like the fight of like there's this part and this is past the point now where she's already killed to the uh, initial two kids and now she's after the uh, the lady's little boy and little girl and she shows up in the bathtub but there was this part where she's like I don't know it's scary as fuck mm-hmm. but there's this part where she reaches out of the bathtub and grabs the mom and yells at her face and then the lady y- yells back at her in her face and then they're almost there for just a, a beat too long <laughs> kind of yelling at each other and I was like Fucking punch her! Yeah, do <laughs> anything. Yeah, yeah, anything but yell at each other. Because <laughs> at that point, I, I've taken you in. You're horrifying. Let me go. Like, I would yeah. like, you know, but there was, like, certain things like that, which is obviously, like, with scary movies, you have to give a little, you know, just, like, the well, wandering kids and things yeah. like that. But yeah, there are certain parts where I was like, just fucking punch her. <laughs> yeah. When she picks up the bat at one point, I was like, 
take a swing. And then the kids walk in and I was like, oh, maybe it was a good idea not to take a swing. <laughs> right, right. There, there's some cool stuff, though. There is there. some really cool um, stuff in there. I liked the holy water bit. Yeah. That was so... I I was like, that's that's the climax of your movie. Because yeah, yeah. water, <laughs> water is her element, it's her power, and so it's so poetic to use that to kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what they end up killing her with is a stake <laughs> to the heart, shitty. Dracula style. Like, she's not a fucking Dracula. And that the was, funny thing is, yeah. that part of the story I'd never heard before. It might oh, be I part. bet you they made it up. Oh, the yeah. wood? Yeah. The wood, the, uh, yeah. the burning yeah. flower. The trees were the only yeah. witnesses to her crime. Yeah. So we're, we made a cross out of it. But so the much of that trees. stuff was like... So there's a part where she couldn't cross the threshold, right? Yeah. Because of the seeds. Well, when we're, I was telling you guys about the little witch doctor guy, they, they use salt. So there's that part where he, he starts clean cleansing them. He's going to do la limpia. And so that means the cleanse. So he brings out the eggs, which admittedly from the outside looking in looks fucking ridiculous. The eggs? The eggs, yeah. I don't know. I, bu- I bought it. I've heard of something like that. Yeah. So they, I was kind of prepped for it. Yeah. So the, and I, Personally, I've never seen the egg process, but my sister and my mom, when she was out, uh, around, she, they'd gone and done it. Fuck yes. Oh. Apparently, in the movie, you know, he cracks an egg and it's blood that comes out. Yeah. Well, in real life, or at least when yeah, I was yeah. old, uh, they do, so they'll pray over you, they do the sage, you know, they like the sage, they do the egg, they rub it on your forehead, on your arms, all the way around your body. And then they crack it, and from inside the egg comes sand or dirt. So it's not necessarily blood, but it's dirt. And so you know, I brought that egg with me, because that's part of the deal, is you bring your own egg so you don't think I'm a shyster. Right. Right. So you bring your eggs, you hand it to him. You know, he's not going to do sleight of hand. He's a a, a very trusty witch doctor. Come on now. Not a lot of people know how to do that. If you can't trust a witch doctor, who can you trust? And so that's basically it. And so next thing, you're like, I brought that egg. They're sanding it now. There weren't sending any of my other eggs I had for breakfast. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. this must be real. And so that part to me was interesting. Was watching something that I knew from real life get kind of translated for yeah. for, for the movie. And this just being the ultimate evil. So obviously there has to be blood in it. Yeah. Like, that's what she brought in with her. Yeah. I, at <clears throat> first I was a little weirded out when he walks into the house and he's collecting it. And I was like, what? The yeah, f- that was. I, I like that they didn't explain that right away. Yeah. They let they, they let you just sit with that because I'm like. He's scooping up ectoplasm. What the yeah. fuck's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Some kind of spooky schmutz in uh, in that lady's apartment. The mom, the crazy mom, by the way. Did she look familiar to you guys? Uh, Marta. Marta. Yeah, yeah. Marta. that blew my mind. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did not recognize her. Katie did. Ah. Oh, Job's wife. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, the witch doctor. Uh, I, I I recognized him. I recognized him. And yeah. I'm like. Who is this guy? And why don't I buy him as a witch doctor? Because fucking Tuco from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh, it is. The most hardcore, cold-blooded sociopath ever. It was very hard for me to buy him as a cool Anything you watch mystic. He's a psycho. Even this. He's, he's pretty a, crazy. He's a witch doctor. Yeah. He's at least, like, uh, eerily practical. Yeah. You know? Where, like, he's not that interested in telling you what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. But he looks intense even when he's not doing anything. Yes. I almost yeah. feel like his head's going to explode. Oh, I, re- I relate just, to that. Just by watching. <laughs> like, but your head doesn't look like it's, it's going to explode at all times. No, I just look mad. Yeah. No, his <laughs> just look. Like, I, I'm like, he's yeah. an actor, and I hope, like, that's just, I'm, he does a great job. But I'd be scared of him on the streets. 
Yeah, I, he's well. He's yeah, you'd like a scary looking dude. It would be tense to get a beer with him, probably. Yeah, and so he's he's been another. I think he was in uh, Training Day or something. He was playing a gangster in Training That's Day. That's what I recognize him from. Uh, he was in uh, a classic of the hood, which is Blood In and Blood Out. Oh hell yeah! Um, <laughs> I've heard the phrase. <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, when I saw him, I was like, "This is going to be great because he's." I don't want to say a great actor, but he's a great actor to have in a movie. He's just a good... He's got that he's type. Yeah. Very solid, and he eats the screen, and that sort of thing. And he's scary. Why not put him in a scary movie? Like, yeah. he's intense, yeah. you know? So, and I, I felt like that was a perfect role for him. Like, yeah. you, he couldn't have been the priest. No. No, 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 no certainly not. No <laughs> he's got to be a little bit outside. Yeah. Somebody on the yeah. edge. And just a little crazy, but there's like certain things. A little crazy, but like he was, he did do the, the right thing yeah. most times. I mean, you can disagree with the bait thing, but like. But, and, and then even like with the story of like these guys being real, they're trying to help you out. They are, yeah, exactly. For, for a buck. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so there's, uh, but I was saying this, you know, with the seeds he puts down and it keeps the Yorana from coming in. People would use salt. And salt, you know, they use that in other movies as well. But that's like, yeah. that's like I mean, that's a, a witch, classic, like, witchcraft yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's what they would, that's when someone does a hex on you, that's actually what they call it. They call it somebody throwing the salt on you. Mm. Ooh. So, or somebody giving you the eye, the ojo, which is the eyes that were on, on the closet as well. So the witch doctors will give you the ojo and the witch doctors will give you the salt. And for some reason, something will happen to that lady's uh, husband who you want to be with and he'll be done with. I don't know how they'll do it, but... I thought it was interesting that they, they brought a character like that rather than it be exorcist style and just be the priest. Right. Like it was like, no, you need somebody dark to get rid of darkness. Yeah. So you bring in the witch doctor and he's going to have all these weird well, things. Different methods. Like, like you said, though, this being a monster that's outside of the church, you do yeah. need someone who's outside. I mean, exorcist being like basically the devil. The devil, he, right. It wasn't really the devil, but one of them. Yeah. You know. So did you have anything more, Richard, like myth-wise or... Uh, just the, like the holy water things, just like little personal stories. So like uh, I was telling you that even hardcore Catholics get into that sort of belief. My mom used to come over and bless whatever apartment I had just moved into with holy water. Hell yeah. And literally just, and she wasn't ordained. She wasn't a priest. <laughs> I, I, I like that because um, I just think you should you should use whatever works for you. Yeah. Um, as long as it's not like harmful to you, right. yeah. you know? And I, I like the idea of, like, little tokens or things like that. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my lucky coin the, or whatever. Sure. And the funny you thing know? is, it wouldn't even make me feel good about it, but it would make her feel good about it. So and that like, makes you right. feel good yeah. about it. Yeah. So well, I, like, I bless my son's apartment, so. Yeah. Yeah. And now she feels comfortable with me living there. Yeah. Because she came in and she blessed it. Wouldn't make me feel any more or less comfortable, but I... She she felt good. I felt good. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I love that transitive property. They even touched yeah. on that in the movie briefly when uh, when Linda Cardellini goes to Father Perez and they're doing the sage outside the church. Which, by the way, sage looks like a huge Cheech and Chong joint, and I always <laughs> chuckle to myself every time. You know, and it's like the big thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's always got the right effect the smoke always looks like someone's smoking pot it yeah. lingers mm-hmm. in the air yeah. a little longer than regular smoke so, it's just yeah. a dumb little thing that Some cracks reasons. me up but but they're doing it and and linda cardellini asks like well do you believe in you know do you believe in this stuff and he's like it doesn't matter if i believe in it they believe in it yeah. right it's like that's what fucking matters yeah that's totally right and uh i'd say the the thing that i liked about this was was that it is sort of grounded 
and also fantastical where like you really do understand everything that they put in front of you to be afraid of you understand um sort of primally why you're afraid of it or or that you are afraid of it or like you understand like i related to the kids the whole time yes and i related to the parent the whole time we're like it does a really good job of like she doesn't do anything stupid you know the kids don't do anything unkid like everybody's pretty reasonable yeah you know, for the most part there there was this i brief chelsea briefly watched it with me because she was in that other room because she doesn't enjoy scary movies but there was a scene where uh you know they find out like is coming after them they've got the shaman in the apartment he's got the uh the wind chime that apparently announces yeah. that she's coming and they're having a conversation he's making her breakfast for dinner mm-hmm and love it yeah and then oh, the wind, breakfast for dinner is one of the best meals yeah. of all time and then the wind chimes and he's like get the kids and my immediate thought was why the fuck are the kids not already there with you yeah why right. the kids, you know, the, you keep, know yeah. keep the kids near you, you asshole tie those motherfuckers to you yeah right. there were a couple times where i was like okay really though like yeah. the, what the daughter when she's reaching for her doll yeah it's like no, why no. are you fucking right next to her yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the seventies. You were yeah. you had free range oh, kids right. that no yeah. helicopter parents. No helicopter parents. Yeah. Simpler time. Yeah. No helmets. Drinking from the water hose. Getting stolen by a Mexican ghost woman. Right. Yeah. Breaking lines of uh, ancient wood, <laughs> and allowing the ghosts <laughs> just, to enter the home. Just yeah. classic childhood stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were you saying, Matt? Oh, just uh, I, I think I think you nailed it because this this movie, I, I kind of. I didn't. I don't know if I slammed it, but it's it's just kind of just is what it is. But it does nail those two different flavors of of terror of being the kid yeah. seeing something they're not supposed to see, especially in the prologue. I fucking love the prologue. If that was the whole movie, was yeah. that two yeah. minute thing? I'd be like, yeah. perfect, perfect horror movie. That especially fucked. Yeah. That's when I messaged you and I said, this is pretty messed up. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. what I yeah that's what I messaged you guys too. I'm like, oh shit, like this feels like when you're a kid and you see parents or adults doing something fucked up that you weren't supposed to see. Yep. And then the flip being, of course, the classic fear of being the parent who can't save their kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. Those are two um, powerful strains of horror. The helpless and the protector and neither of them have any power <laughs> to do anything. Both fucked. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. and then... The, I felt like that was probably the strongest point in the movie was at the very beginning where he yes. walks up and his mom's drowning his brother. It, yep. it is very... And that's yeah. that's probably the scariest part of even Even though the Yoda is pretty scary, like that part is fucking insane because it's not even a monster. It's your mom. That's just a yeah. person drowning The person brother. you trust the most. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And you, you get the feeling like that must have been like... A, I don't. It's not like a sizzle reel, but you know, like a preview. Or oh, whatever. sure. Like, that's, like, this that's, is what they showed to people to get them amped yep. to watch this movie, or that, or shop it around to yeah, producers yeah. or something. Yeah, because that that was fucking wild. That's, that I agree. That was the best part of the movie. It was really good. I do love uh, La Llorona herself. Has like we talked about her ghost powers, and I really enjoyed this movie. Often served up dark. Doorways and tricked <laughs> yeah. you into thinking that's where that bitch coming from, yeah. and then that the, was almost always a fake out because she's yeah. got these these flowing gown and it's the seventies, so there's big curtains and blankets everywhere, so you can hide that bitch anywhere. That's again though a Mike. That's a Michael Myers thing. Since I talked about him earlier, 
But like, yeah, like the shape, you know. Yeah. I love that. Like the first Halloween, it's just he's just kind of messing in with the you. background. He's in the background. He's yep. waiting for his moment, and she's doing the same thing. Yeah, and they did a great job of the suspense in certain certain scenes. There was a scene where the little girl went outside to the pool. But she hears something outside of the gate, and so she goes to look out the gate, yeah. and you're yeah. And I out. kept waiting for something to pop yeah. up, even if it was a a cat or something. Yeah, yeah, yep. she popped, you know. Something. Yep. And so when it doesn't happen, I was like, "All right, now, now I'm scared." Yeah, Where hell is yeah, coming from. I, I have to give this movie credit. They the uh, fake outs are great. The fake outs are excellent, and just their their pacing for jump scares and stuff was there's there's almost there are very few jump scares, but. The ones that are they, they never do the cheap cat one. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I you like I, I kinda yeah. come around on yeah. jump scares. Yeah. Like I'm a little bit of a jump scare apologist. I, but. I well I I was talking about this when I was watching it when when Katie and I watched the end of it. There are tons of jump scares in this movie, but they're not uh uh what's the word? Uh gratuitous. Yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. they're not dumb like extra jump scares. They're actually good. They never feel unearned. They are yeah. totally earned. Yeah. Yes, and it's never it's never a cheap jump scare where someone turns a corner and pop. There's something there. They build up yep. to the jump scare. Yeah, it's not like their daughter was around the corner and, and, like, the, and the suspense <laughs> is, is scary enough. There's a scene where yeah. they're surrounded by the candles and she's coming down the stairs. And that seems scary because you can kind of see her in the shadows. Yep. And then they look, and even you look and say, "Is she not? Is she yeah. not there anymore?" I think. And then you see the drip, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Right? She's above them. The best for me, my personal favorite was the umbrella. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I made I made notes of my favorite yeah. gags, and umbrella was Just, absolutely one of them. Holy shit, that was good. Perfect gag. Yeah. Uh, the the fake out at the crime scene when the the little boy uh, Chris gets loose from the car and starts fucking around. She's at the end of an alley and there's like a fence and she charges the fence and you're, and then she disappears. Yep. Oh. And then she pops out a side hatch. I'm like, oh shit! Here come La Llorona. She got tricked. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how you said it. Oh yeah, no, I got too psyched up thinking you about really it. Really the other, with a moment. The other, the other one. <laughs> You're too busy looking at her right hand. What's this over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like a good magician. Like yeah. she's got all these tricks. <laughs> like clever girl. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, Very much a ghost velociraptor. I thought for sure the gag with the umbrella, where she brings the umbrella and sees her and pulls it back up. I was like, she's gonna bring it back down. And I'm thinking, if I was that kid, I'd be like, nope, I'm gonna shut this fucker down, and that's all I'm gonna see. Yeah, I'm gonna this, throw this umbrella <laughs> in the garbage. This umbrella is closed and, and <laughs> no, gone. Never that's, to and be that's used how again. I beat her. Yeah, yep. <laughs> no umbrellas. Yep. Yeah, they they we they do like the revert. I, I don't know if there's a term for it, but like the anti jump scare, which is where we the audience see the monster fucking there and the characters don't mm. notice, and that's a that's a classic Michael Myers move. Yeah, and and La Llorona yeah. does that. She's she's pretty good at that. My, one of my favorites was towards the end when they hide under the kitchen table, yeah. and the tablecloth is just pulling up, pulling up. Pulling oh, up yeah. behind them and they don't notice it because they're looking the other way. I yeah. love, yeah. I love an anti jump scare. It's yeah, I don't know what to call it, but it, it is some, like some sort of weird build. Like yeah, yeah. like it just, if you feel it, you well, it's just it, dramatic. You want, you want to yell at them? Yeah, yeah. Because a jump scare, what, what would you consider a jump scare? Would it be something like the cat or something that at an unexpected time pops? Unexpected makes you jump. Yeah, so surprises the, the audience. Surprises yeah. the audience. so. 
these are almost like you're saying that's almost an anti jump scare because yeah. they're showing you it's building the suspense to the to the jump scare for the character, but right. not for you. Right. And right. you're just like, turn the fuck around. Please. Like, what are you doing? Please. You know? I think a lot of jump scares in movies, like I was saying earlier, like, oh, it's it's just someone they know and yeah. they went around a corner a little too quick. And I think that is the dopiest bullshit that, that you can put in a movie. Where it's like, I understand why a person might be frightened for a moment right. in real life if they turned a corner, but like, I don't need to see it in a movie because like... When that's all done, you're just like, oh, come on, whatever. I and you just move on with your life. It doesn't linger. I think you're allowed... I think every horror movie is allowed one of those dumb ones <laughs> in the first act. I mean, that's I, my... I, as yeah, I was watching yeah. this, I was thinking like, no, they could have did one in you, the first act. You were like wanting one, weren't you? Yeah. You just like as a... It's like a rite of passage or... Preparatory... Yeah. Well, not only that, we're never yeah. going to run into... Uh, we're never going to run into a monster in a dark hallway, uh, knock on wood. Right. But you are going to get startled by your cat. Yeah. So it oh, almost it, it, it makes the connection where you're just like, holy shit, oh, that would have been me. I guess yeah. it just, it makes the character look, it makes the character themselves look a little too paranoid. Whereas when it's an actual earned jump scare, it's like, okay, well, there is something to be afraid of. Right. Yeah. And that's what it is for me. I'm like, well, I don't fucking care if they went around the corner and like... <laughs> Right into and someone that they didn't expect. By their neighbor. Yeah, yeah, like we were, we were talking about this earlier. The collective mind, you know. Yeah. Like, so we're in the house. Maybe that's it. Right? Yeah, we're in a house. We've been hearing weird shit. I'm gonna get up, go do something. But now my my senses are fucking heightened. Yeah, and the cat is gonna scare the shit out of me. But how heightened are they gonna be? Oh, if Tim the Toolman Taylor <laughs> goes to talk to Wilson and he's not there, and then. He's like, Wilson, and then Wilson just pops up. He says, hello, neighbor. <laughs> Ralph, you're describing what sounds like the coolest episode of Home Improvement ever. We should pitch the Home Improvement reboot. <laughs> with with but Wilson is like, like on it. Tim Allen. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tim, Tim Allen's not allowed to get paid for it, and I have to write it. <laughs> no, Wilson's is, in the long gown with yeah. the monster face. And... I, I picture this as like punishment for Tim Allen. I see. <laughs> like, this is for all the harm that you've done. So, it, it, it's almost as if maybe Tim Allen has died and you are his personal Satan crafting this elephant. <laughs> yeah, now I'm Satan in this whole thing. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Is that, that Tim Allen then? Yeah. <laughs> He's in I like, I like how that robe fits. <laughs> <laughs> the collar looks great. Yeah, like, <laughs> there was a... There was, obviously, with all the movies, you're going to have a couple of troublesome scenes. Mostly because I'm an adult looking at... Things happen on screen where I'm like, don't do that. Like, run the <laughs> yeah. other way. Like, you know, there's just like certain. There's at the end, at the end where the Orona decides that she's going to rearrange the attic. Mm-hmm. Just, and then reveal herself. Yeah, but then not just like reveal herself in a scary manner, but like a very dramatic, like she starts moving. There is, first of all, there was way too many fucking pieces of furniture in that attic. Yeah. yeah there were. <laughs> it's the 70s. People had more stuff. Yeah. And, and then it was a very dramatic reveal. When I was just like, that was just a touch too dramatic for me. Well, the, yeah. It was a dramatic reveal, but they were trying to build to the end. Yeah. Which was totally just not... At that point, they were probably just fucking cool. spitballing shit too, though. Yeah. Was, that's what, what, what else can she yeah, do before else? we wrap it up? I texted furniture. I texted you when she stabbed... Yorona in the chest. Yeah. And I went, okay. What was like? That? Yeah, it was like, who came up with it? I guarantee you it took a second. They were like, maybe they didn't have an ending. 
So you know, I think the I I have to imagine the the well, dumb ass pool the, thing had to be their original ending, and they're like, oh shit, we got twenty minutes of movie left. You know what I loved about it's once you get there, you're like they stab her in the chest, she fucking dies. You're like, that's how they're gonna do it, and then the fucking shaman goes, ta da! I did. Yeah, that was, that I was liked fun. the call. <laughs> that was like yeah, the call. But, I, but I was like, yeah. No, there's one other thing. One movie trope I totally go in for is is callbacks. Oh, Every time. It's just really fun. (laughs) And then what got me was when they were back out on the street and he's leaving and it was almost like they were all looking at each other like, I guess this is where the movie ends. (laughs) You know? Right. Yeah. Time for you to go. Guess it's over. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Were you scared? Maybe. No, I wasn't. And she, she's looking back, and she you catch her reflection in the puddle, and they didn't go for like the cheesy jump no. scare, which was really good. Uh, disappointing. I loved it. <laughs> no, it was disappointing. Because everyone else is going to do that. <laughs> the dumb, yeah, the dumb. Wow, it's ah, me. I'm still here in the puddle. <laughs> or even if it, if it wouldn't have been a jump scare, but at least uh, something floating past that. You know what I mean? Something to uh, make yeah. you think. Yeah, oh, maybe. the story kind of continues. That's why it feels like they left it off at nothing. Except yeah. a very pointless look at the reflection. Nothing the, the, it, does, it does come out pointless, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, something well, floating in the background. Or it, or it puts you it puts you in uh, Anna's shoes for a minute because now, forever after, she's going to be a little fucking weird about water. Yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, that's true. It's kind of a character least, move, I guess. I should I should lay out what I was imagining was going to happen so uh-huh. that you can understand why I hated it so much. I expected <laughs> her I expected her face to change. Sure. Yeah. You know, to become like... like oh, oh like, yeah. it's I, in her now. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's why I was like, eh, that would be stupid. So maybe you had a totally different thing. Or maybe you had the exact same thing. No, I, I, had, a, I had a very stupid thing, but I wanted it to happen. I wanted her oh. to sh- shoot out of the puddle and grab mom or some shit. I was that would thinking, be better than what I was thinking, for But sure. I was thinking okay. what you were thinking was... Because it wasn't like they lingered on her face, and I was like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And then when nothing happened, I was just like, no, oh. something stupid could have been better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, see, see. I was just... Because nothing just kind of left you like... You were leaning forward, leaning forward, and then you just... You know, you just kind of fell over. Like, what happened? Yeah, like, that was yeah. it. And then the credits come up, and you're just yeah. like, "That we're not." That's where the story ends. It feels anticlimactic. Yeah, it's very. And I think you're right. I think the pool scene the was pool's so, so good. Cool. Yeah, it's it's clever and it it ties all her shit together. And oh, man, and he almost it's it's or or you invoke the ghost. The her her kid ghosts in some capacity. Yeah, I don't know how, but because we were talking about, it feels like the movie's a little thin in the back half. Yeah, yeah. Bring it, bring in her actual ghost kids somehow. Maybe they possess Anna's kids. Something. It just feels like, or maybe they drag her. They, they get her. They're the ones who get that. Her. The witch doctor summons them, and they, and they they grab mom and drag her to hell. That yeah. would have been fucking tight. I think this keeps it the the way that they ended it as. Uh, not dramatic as it is, it does keep it sort of close to reality. More, more grounded. Yeah. yeah, and there's and there's value in that absolutely. Because yeah. I liked, and they tied it to realistic movies like Annabelle. Yeah. So you want them to keep it real, right? I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> right. I, I waited a bit because I was like, I think he's joking, but I want to make sure. Well, but that's part why, of why the why original. The, the whole the rest of the movie though is like fairly. That's what I liked about it is that it is mostly fears that like you could write off yeah. if we weren't witnessing. An actual monster, you know. You're, you're the only parent in the room at the moment, so I'm sure. going to ask you: what? If you were a caseworker, a social worker, 
and they called you and said, oh. hey, uh, we found the two drowned kids that you're looking after in the river at <laughs> fucking two in the morning or whatever time it was. Do you call yeah. a sitter or do you drag your kids to an obviously shitty neighborhood you call- and then leave them a fucking half a mile up a hill? I that was bananas. I think because no, I was just I, like, I yeah. bought into the ghost woman more than I bought that. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you, you're. That was nuts. I'm not even gonna do. I would. I'm glad CPS got called on her. Okay, because come on. <laughs> I am hesitating to say this, but Uh-oh. if I were the social worker and I were with my kids and I were the only one watching them, and they called me and they said the kids are dead in the river, I'm gonna say. Okay. I'll be there in the morning. Let the cops handle like, it. Yeah. yeah, like, not that I'm I don't... I'm not a cop! Not that I don't care. It's severely upsetting. But they're dead, and I cannot do anything. I cannot them. undead yeah. them. So, yeah. like, I'm not going to... Like you said, I'm not going to drag my kids to some Fuck random no. neighborhood and, like, leave them in the car somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> but it does move the, fu- the plot forward, oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, and we... We were talking earlier about uh, Patricia, the crazy mom, how she's like, well, I, you know, I, I played, I prayed to uh, Yorona to, you know, do a baby swap. And and we were kind of, you guys were kind of saying like, well, that's, that's kind of a stretch that like she answers prayers and, and this and that. And I almost think it's maybe simpler than that. She was still kind of on the scene of the crime, yeah. kind of yeah. in the vicinity of the kids. She just drowned them. Yeah. And hey, here's some tasty new kids, like right yeah. in my zone. Ooh. Yeah. And, and the kid, and he ran into her. Yeah. 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 So. Just some tantalizing yeah. kid. How, what, what scary ghost lady could resist? That's as, as if uh, Jason was walking away, walking away from the camp and then just happened to notice, hey, look at that. A frat house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course, of course he's going to be like, wow. Yeah. Well, why not? My work <laughs> is never done. Shing. I mean, I know I clocked out, but one more before I go. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So we are at the end. So what did you guys think of the movie? Um, would you recommend that anyone watches it? Is that what we say? Because we've juiced yeah, it. I have. Yeah, oh yeah, we juiced yeah. it. We, 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 we squeezed the juice out of this bad boy. So. In a major way. Richard, would you recommend it? Yeah, I have actually recommended it already. To who? Uh, to Tim. Oh. So our buddy Tim and then to one of the guys at work who was asking... Who he, there's been oh, yeah, a couple people who I've told yeah. about the movie. They're like, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it? Now that I've watched <laughs> it, I'm like, yeah, I did. Watch it. It's creepy. Yeah, yeah it is yeah. cool to watch one time. Yeah, I, would, I would recommend that someone watches it one time. I'd probably, yeah. totally. if family lived closer, I'd wrangle up my brother and my sister and have them watch it. Just because oh, yeah. I know what it would mean. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I liked it. I thought it was creepy. It was creepy enough to drive Chelsea out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> so. Which, yeah, that feels like a strong review. Yeah. It spooked her out. Yeah. I love the first half. I, I think I'm in the same boat as you guys. I think it's worth seeing once. And in the second half, it gets a little paint by numbers. But since it's pulling from such a unique cultural tradition, I think it's fucking worth it. When it's, they bust out the yeah. eggs and stuff, yeah. all this stuff that feels real and and comes from... It just... One of my notes... I didn't, Maybe we should not leave this in, but one of my notes was, it's nice to see a movie that's not fucking wall-to-wall white people. Like that was cool. <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's good for uh, it's not a great movie, but it is valuable for like you don't see this. Yeah, like, yeah. you don't see these tales. Or, it it or felt like we were finally one. watching something different, right? And and, and I, I really appreciate. I like that, that we are living in this time when that will happen. Yeah, this was not quite as good as some of the other like 
more inclusive horror movies that had been coming out. Right. Yeah. Because those had a lot more weight. Yeah, it's not exactly like Get Out, but right. And it's they also solid. made sure to cast a white lady in the lead role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was that was a bit of an eye roller, but <laughs> so, but, but if you well, just mean, yeah, yeah. want to keep things real though, it I think it kind of helped. Sure. Um, yeah. Just because she wasn't too uh, the lady whose kids originally got taken away, she wasn't helping her because she was a white lady. Yeah. So it was easy to. Pray the Yorona on her. Mm. She wasn't helping me. Ah, yeah. Yes. It's kind of easy. An easy. It, it, yeah, yeah. She doesn't understand. She's not from. She's an outsider. Yeah, so and yeah. Her being an outsider well, also makes her sort of an audience surrogate yeah. for those of us who aren't familiar with this. So there's a reason for the movie to explain all this shit to her, and by extension, us, the audience. And, and she's totally ignorant of the the traditions, the myth, yeah. just like we are. Yeah. Um, She's neat because we didn't grow up with it, and I thought that's kind of like the really cool appeal of the movie was you watch it and you're you're getting something new. Yeah, yeah. you're like something that you're not familiar with. You're learning about, and now I'm watching it, and now I'm watching something familiar that not everybody else kind of knows about. Yeah. So it's kind of cool for me to see what's the way that they're letting it play out. Yeah, and there's so many. Me and Ralph were talking earlier. There's so many cool, creepy stories being told in you know in kind of in the, the background, in the background yeah. that. You guys don't. You guys haven't heard before. Oh, oh yeah, picked it up. Yeah, it's a gateway to learning more. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's like when you started doing your research and you realized, wait a minute, there might be more to the story than. Hell yeah, it goes super was, deep. Right. It's the not goal, just some dumb ghost story. The movie missed. Yeah. I gotta say, the movie did miss. It, it felt like they sanded the edges off this this creature because, like, her whole thing of you know dragging random kids to heaven to see like yeah, is this good enough does this work and heaven's like get the fuck out of here no and she just yeah like, i feel like that aspect of the story kind of didn't make it in and maybe there's no way to but like that that fucking creeped me out it would make but, it less scary if she were going to well, that like, hey would, what do you think he's like well, nah. or, or just some kind of pay some kind of lip service to like yeah. why she keeps grabbing these kids and then ah oh, it's not the right kid fuck them because part of the story is that they made her, it that her she's dissatisfied. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it's I think they did leave it vague enough so that, for example, that whole part where she's dragging kids up to heaven, it's not part of the story I heard. Oh yeah, yeah. So if they leave that part out and it's make it not like as a, specific, it's up to interpretation. It's more yeah. like a folk tale. And, yeah, yeah. You can and then it, and if you know that part, you know that part. Right. So you're like, oh, they didn't talk about it, but this. That's is... That's why she's doing. Yeah. It. Yeah. So, Good shit. Yeah. Uh, we will let Matt do the plugs at home as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do the, I'll the, the, the wrap-up. Yeah, the, the bookends and all that stuff. But, uh, Richard, thank you. Your knowledge is invaluable. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You're, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. I, I, and you guys know I've been looking forward to I think this is one of the first while. things, when we started putting our heads together about a podcast, I think this is one of the first things we talked about was having, having you on to talk about Yorona and... and yeah. The movie yeah. and yeah, and it's a good excuse tweet. to watch a movie that we had for some reason we talked about seeing it. And yeah, we just kind of missed it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good excuse to just like sit down and watch it. Yeah, yeah. no, so. I appreciate it. Nice being on. Yes. Hell yeah! Thank you. Anytime. Big thanks to Richard for joining us and sharing some of the kick-ass folklore he grew up with, and of course, it's super cool to hear his take on the movie. Uh, I also want to thank Ralph for our theme song, Harkzilla, and for editing and producing the show. Uh, and of course, I have to rethink our sly and fashionable patrons. Like Shrek and like Onions, you are rich with layers.
that bring us to tears. We got merch! Uh, if you head over to tpublic.com and search Monsters Conquer, uh, you can get you a t-shirt or a hoodie or a mug or magnets or what the fuck ever. Uh, our friend Mikey put together a sick logo for us and we're super geeked about it. Uh, also, be sure to visit MonstersConquerTheWorld.com for more kaiju-crushing chaos. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at MonstersConquer, and we've got a Facebook group. It's Facebook.com slash MonstersConquerTheWorld. And, you know, if you like what you hear and want to master the four elements for the next time the Fire Nation attacks, go to www.Patreon.com slash MonstersConquer and become a patron. All patrons get some kind of cool goodie, and we just added a tier for those... Uh, t-shirts i was just talking about uh so yeah check that out and even if you can't become a paid patron you can still make a huge difference by subscribing rate us sharing us on social media telling your friends or by creating a facebook event claiming that you'll storm area 51 then getting cold feet when the government reminds you that they can legally shoot to kill any area 51 trespassers then turning that facebook event into a music festival in ralph's front yard at the last second Sign the corner!